Business meetings. In all our business meetings, as well as our social and religious meetings, we want Jesus by our side as a guide and counselor. There will be no tendency to lightness where the presence of the Savior is recognized. Self will not be made prominent. There will be a realization of the importance of the work that is to be done. There will be a desire that the plans to be laid may be directed by him who is mighty in counsel. Could our eyes but be opened, we should behold angels of heaven in our assemblies. Could we but realize this, there would be no desire to hold to our own opinions upon unimportant points which so often retard the progress of the meeting and the work. If there were more real praying done, if there were more solemn consideration given to weighty matters, the tone of our business meetings would be changed, elevated. All would feel that the assembly had met to lay plans for the advancement of the work, and that the object of the work is only to save souls. All that we do and all that we say is transferred to the books of heaven. Let us not be guilty of bringing down God's work to the level of common business transactions. Our standard must be high. Our minds must be elevated. There are always a few who think, when their brethren are pulling forward, that it is their duty to pull back. They object to everything that is proposed and make war on every plan that they have not themselves originated. Here is an opportunity for persons to develop inordinate self-confidence. They have never learned in the school of Christ the precious and all-important lesson of becoming meek and lowly. There is nothing harder for those who possess a strong will than to give up their own way and submit to the judgment of others. It is difficult for such to become teachable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. In our business meetings, it is important that precious time should not be consumed in debating points that are of small consequence. The habit of petty criticism should not be indulged, for it perplexes and confuses minds and shrouds in mystery the things that are most plain and simple. If there is that love among brethren which will lead them to esteem others better than themselves, there will be a giving up of their own ways and wishes to others. It is our duty to study, daily and hourly, how we may answer the prayer of Christ, that his disciples may be one as he and the Father are one. Precious lessons may be learned by keeping our Savior's prayer before the mind and by acting our part to fulfill his desire. In our business connection with the work of God, and in handling sacred things, we cannot be too careful to guard against a spirit of irreverence. Never for an instant should the word of God be used deceitfully to carry a point which we are anxious to see succeed. Honor, integrity, and truth must be preserved at any cost to self. Our every thought, word, and action should be subject to the will of Christ. Levity is not appropriate in meetings where the solemn work and word of God are under consideration. The prayer has been offered that Christ shall preside in the assembly and impart his wisdom, his grace, and righteousness. Is it consistent to take a course that will be grievous to a spirit and contrary to his work? Let us bear in mind that Jesus is in our midst. Then an elevating, controlling influence from the Spirit of God will pervade the assembly. There will be manifested that wisdom which is from above, which is first pure, then peaceable, full of mercy and good fruits, James 3.17, which cannot err. In all the plans and decisions there will be that charity that seeketh not her own, that is not easily provoked, that thinketh no evil, that rejoiceth not in iniquity, 
but rejoiceth in the truth, that beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. 1 Corinthians 13, 5-7 Let everyone who sits in council and committee meetings write in his heart the words, I am working for time and for eternity, and I am accountable to God for the motives that prompt me to action. Let this be his motto. Let the prayer of the psalmist be his prayer. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing. Psalms 141, 3-4. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 7, pages 258-259.